really wanted to empower people to feel completely in control of their money and in control of their financial destiny. The actor in me took over and I actually felt like I was reliving all of those experiences all over again. It was really, really fun. I started writing about love and I realized that in Sanskrit there are like 97 words for love. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet attorney and financial expert Scarlett Cochran, podcast co-hosts Kadeen Ellis and Deval Ellis, and astrologer Caroline Faulkner. Tune in to hear what these authors hope listeners will learn about money, relationships, and astrology from their audiobooks. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Scarlett Cochran, and I am the author of It's Not About the Money. I wrote this book because money is such an important part of our lives, but it's also, for many people, a source of like deep confusion and misunderstanding and shame and frustration. And I really wanted to empower people to feel completely in control of their money and in control of their financial destiny. And that's why I wrote It's Not About the Money. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be fun because it actually really was a really fun and unusual and really interesting experience. On my first day, I was really nervous, but by day two, I was like, wow, this is fun. I think I could do this as a whole career if I ever wanted to, you know, make a switch. I realized I had trouble pronouncing fate accompli, or is it even fate accompli? I don't even remember now. And also voila, like, or voila. I'm not putting words that are not English in my books ever again. I'm excited that listeners will hear my voice, and I'm proud that I was able to put a lot of emotion and warmth and encouragement and hopefully allow money to feel more welcoming and homey and friendly and joy-filled than I think we normally get to hear about it being talked about. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Oprah because Oprah is incredible. I mean, we're talking about shooting for the stars here. And she just has this really powerful commanding presence that, again, gives that sense of warmth and possibility and hopefulness for the future. But also she's authoritative and what she shares with you, you believe. And so I think that combination that is so unique to Oprah, I think would be incredible if she narrated my book. I listen to a lot of audiobooks. I love them. So it's so hard for me to pick one because they're all great. But if I have to pick my favorite, the one that has had the most impact on me recently, I would say Brene Brown, Daring Greatly, and not just because the material is so profound and it's a message that we all need to hear, but also that she delivers her book with such relatability. It feels like a conversation with her as the author. And so that really pulled me into the book and really made everything that she was saying just hit that much more for me. 
My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is anywhere and everywhere. I have my phone with me all the time, and so I will just start up an audiobook, or I will have my Alexa app just pick up right where I left off because I just love to get those little nuggets of knowledge in wherever I can. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. It's not about the money, because you're here to change your life. Maybe you dream of that white picket fence house in the suburbs, or that in walking distance of everything condo in the city, but you don't know how to get there beyond save a whole lot of money. Maybe you have big plans to launch your own business and need a firm financial foundation to make the leap. Perhaps you're about to start a family and want to be able to spend on memorable family experiences with your children while they're young, while also building their college funds so that they can attend their dream college like you did. Hi, this is Kadeen Ellis, author of We Over Me, the counterintuitive approach to getting everything you want from your relationship. I'm going to throw it to you, babe. What's up, y'all? This is your other author, DeVal Ellis. I was inspired to write this book because I really just love our love story and I want to share it with the world. That's a good answer. I was going to say I was inspired by our love, as corny as that sounds, but it's the actual truth. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, it would be, well, it's two words. Easy peasy. Because let me tell y'all, <laughs> I was nervous about coming in here. I think in part because I didn't know what to expect. And I just kind of imagined this really, really daunting task of just being locked up in front of a microphone and, you know, speaking for hours on end, which is essentially what we did. But, you know, John and Linda were great about giving us breaks and they fed us. So I was happy. The word I would have to use is surprising mm. because I didn't know what to expect. I felt like I was going to be just reading the book to someone, but the actor in me took over and I actually felt like I was reliving all of those experiences all over again. It was really, really fun. That's so true. You know, it kind of made me emotional at some points because we did have a lot yeah. of like jam-packed like highs and lows in the book. So rereading some of those moments and kind of seeing the words again made it that much more real for me. So I can see how you kind of got the emotion in it, you know, as an actor as well. I realized that I had trouble pronouncing a lot of different words. Like, <laughs> the Brooklyn in me came out. And you have to realize that when people are listening to it, they're not going to listen to it from a Brooklyn perspective. True. So there's just certain words that we say that it's like, oh, you can't say it like that. Like what? Do you have an example? She was a lot I know of what mine was. What was yours? When I was just like, that's just not my forte. <laughs> forte. <laughs> and Linda was like, it's actually fort. And I was like, what? Forte sounds way better. So I'm going to say forte and then say fort too. Forte was your word. Um, <laughs> I would have to say mine was inalienable. Inalienable. There was a syllable in there that I just keep messing up. Because you say normally inalienable. Right? Yeah. It's inalienable. Yeah, inalienable. 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 Hey. Inalienable. Hey. 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 Yeah, I still can't say it right. I'm going to say it the way I say it because I'm from Brooklyn We're, and I do things my own way. We're going to go back to inalienable. <laughs> inalienable. <laughs> I was proud that I was able to get through this process in three days. It technically was two and a half days. No, it wasn't even two full days. You're right about that. So we, we did this whole book in two days. Are y'all impressed? I feel like you should be impressed that we did that. I'm impressed. I don't need nobody else to validate my impressiveness on myself. <laughs> If 
I wasn't going to record my audio book, uh-huh. I would get James Earl Jones. Really? Yeah, because Mufasa, <laughs> Darth Vader, he got like the most famous voice ever. You're he does. He'd be like, right. Kadeen, I am your father. Who would I get to cast? Beyonce. Yeah. You're a black woman. Like, who Absolute. else other than your Jesus? I, I love, like, I love the raspiness and, like, that southern drawl that she has when she talks because she's real sexy like that. I knew it was going to be Beyonce. And you don't sound like Beyonce at I all. If that's what you were like trying her. to sound like, it didn't but sound like it. I imagine that, you know, she and I are friends and we have phone conversations, then I'll get a better grasp of her voice, okay? Bye. What was the last audio book you listened to? Oh. That's a hard one for me because I don't have time to listen to nothing. You know why? (laughs) Because I'm so insanely busy that when I do have moments alone to actually listen to anything, Mm -hmm. I want to listen to silence. Like, I don't even want to listen to myself think. The last one I listened to actually was Will, Will Smith. Yes. Yes. It was a great book. Good one. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is usually in the car. If I want to, like, put on something, it's going to be in the car. Absolutely. Um, If it's not silence, then it'll be audiobooks or a Beyonce soundtrack or something. <laughs> of course. It's always going to come back to Beyonce. It's going to be Beyonce or Bob Marley, right? There's <laughs> nothing really in between. And right now, listen to a clip of our audiobook, We Over Me. Some of the biggest challenges we hear from couples is that they're trying to follow someone else's blueprint to create their love story. People are so caught up in trying to look like or be the perfect couple that they don't want to take the time to figure out what's really important to them and what values they need to start their relationship off on a solid and stable foundation. We started our love journey together in our late teens. So there were more than a few times that we were speeding down the freeway of love with no brakes in sight. Hi, this is Caroline Faulkner, author of The Signs in Love. I wrote my book because it was during the pandemic and I looked around at what was going on in the world and it made me really sad. I decided that we needed more love and so I started writing about love and I realised that in Sanskrit there are like 97 words for love and in the West we only have one. That sort of started me off on my journey. Of course, I then decided to put all the pairings together and I had great fun doing that and testing it out on all my friends. If we start where we are, then we're good to go. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be exciting. I was really excited to connect with you, the audience, for the first time. But if I'm honest, it was also really hard work. I take my hat off to people that do it every single day. But I'm really excited that I was granted the opportunity to do it too. I had trouble pronouncing specific words. And when you listen to the book, you'll realize that there's a lot of play with words there. And I love words. They're one of my loves alongside music and astrology, obviously. And so if I ever see a word, I don't know what it actually means. I look it up or I read into it. But there are some words I write, but I don't actually know how to pronounce. And one of them is anaphylactic. (laughs) I mean, literally, I must have done, I don't even know how many takes on that word so here's a question for you see if you can find where that is in the audio 
who is my dream narrator, living or dead? Do you know, honestly, there are too many to list here. So many people who are like sonic dreams to listen to. But I, I'm so grateful that I got the opportunity to read the book. I really wanted to because it gave me the opportunity to emphasise the points I really wanted to emphasise and also hopefully put as much love into the audio as I put into writing it. So the dream reader, I guess you'd have to say it was me. I'm really old-fashioned and I tend to read. However, the last audiobook I listened to was actually James and the Giant Peach, which was read by the comedian James Acaster. It was because I was on a long journey with my friend and her two little children and we drove from Oxford to Scotland with James Acaster. Not sure many people could say that. <laughs> I think the best place to listen to an audiobook is either on the train or in a car or on a plane, just when you're sort of travelling somewhere and you can really concentrate, but someone else is doing the driving. I believe that you're now going to listen to a clip from my audiobook. Thank you ever so much for listening and I hope to connect with you again. Goodbye. When I learned that the Sanskrit language has 96 words to describe love and English has only one, I presume that's because in the West we have a more laissez-faire consumeristic attitude toward love. We are sold a glamorous fantasy of how our relationships ought to be and too often throw them away if we think they no longer serve us. They are past the sell-by date or we seek a hit somewhere else the moment we have to face our own not-so-attractive behaviours. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.